comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. is all it takes to sum up for Brad this last week. Can you make it four can you make it four words and add balls on the end? Holy crap balls. Better. Sweet balls almighty. Sweet balls of fire. That's a song even. That's great balls of fire. Oh. Well I'm I didn't get any work done the other night at work because all I could do was just Twitch like I had forgotten to take my riddle in that day, and all I could do was think about the Marvel news, and it was just, it's just so exciting. It's just so daggum exciting right now. As geeks, since, since the beginning of time, we've always complained and said, why can't they just do it this way? Why can't they just do that? Why can't they make this movie or this TV show? And in a matter of minutes, it has all happened. I think it's because... The people that are in control are cut from the same cloth that we are, and even smarter about it. They, they've got a plan, they're taking their time, and they know what we want. And they know how to change it just enough to keep us happy and to satisfy the world. You know what I mean? I think it's almost gone the other way where we're so jaded into thinking that they couldn't pull off something awesome that we don't even think about it. And then with all these Marvel announcements, it's nothing but awesome, and it's just completely frying all our brains. Yeah. Why don't we tell everybody what podcast this is? It's all connected. I'm just excited to be here. I haven't been here in a while. We're excited to have you back. I know. Welcome to It's All Connected, episode 30-what? 38. 38. I'm Brad, and I have a strange work schedule, so I'm rarely around anymore, but I'm very glad to be here. Tonight, with everybody in the virtual room, is Johnny M. and Russell Latham. How are you guys doing? Great. It's a very special episode of It's All Connected. Yes. It's like when it's like when Dudley and Arnold went to the bike shop and somebody got molested, only no molestation. <laughs> is my is my ambiolic on this episode too? Uh we you I never think, know. I think at the end of this we are going to try to talk about the latest episode of the Agents of Shield. <laughs> Luckily for us, it wasn't a very uh big or eventful episode because we have a whole lot of other crap to talk about. Well, see, there's a reason we named the show "It's All Connected." It gives us the opportunity to talk about everything, and we can. We're going to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. because, you know, we love it and we want to talk about it, but it doesn't have to be... It's, this isn't the S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast anymore. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So, we're just... I'm just so happy. I'm just like a little girl right now. 
So I'm going to do this really quick, and then I'm going to hand it to Russell, who has all of the facts and uh, information. Uh, for anybody that lives in a cave or does not have the internet, Marvel did a press event, not unlike um, an Apple press event, where they kind of uh, made the announcement. They didn't even really make an announcement, right? They just kind of sent invites around to media outlets. And uh, I guess Select if you're in fans. California, right, you got to show up to uh, a theater. And uh, they ran a bunch of uh, teaser images, really, and made their announcements for Phase 3 for the next uh, several years of movies in the Marvel universe. And uh, Kevin Feige did most of it. And then he did a cool Q and a at the end of it. And um, it blew everybody's shorts off. Were there quote unquote normal people in attendance? Yes. That's awesome. That is very cool that they would do that. It, and that wasn't, that was like news round two because yes. we were supposed to get, with this last episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the big hook uh, from a week ago was stay tuned till the end for the exclusive world premiere of the Age of Ultron trailer. And like with, with what happens with the Internet these days, it was leaked, what, the next day? Like Wednesday, Thursday it was leaked? Um, and it yeah. was leaked in a very low-quality copy. It, was, it, it wasn't high-def for sure. I'm and pretty it was, sure it was the, the next day, and then yeah. the next day after that, Disney said, eh, Let's just put it out there. Yeah, they said, why let people judge something based on a crappy copy that um, has artifacting and pixelation? Let's throw a high-def copy out there, and we'll just deal with it. And they did. You know, I was supposing, I was postulating to my friends Frank and Bill over on my other show, Half Hour Wasted, that what part of me feels like this was all, it was all part of the plan. Like, they leaked it on purpose to get people excited and I don't know it just feels so. like you, how can they not control what people have in their possession and I mean if you're Marvel you're an 800 pound gorilla you're gonna if I work for Marvel and I was tempted to leak something I would be scared for my job why would anybody take the chance who could possibly hate working enough for Marvel uh, hate working for Marvel enough that they would take a chance on releasing something early and hoping they get fired so they don't have to work at Marvel anymore. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's assuming that it was somebody from Marvel, too. I mean... Why would Marvel let anybody that's not Marvel have a copy of this, low-res, you know, in fact, to, to leak? I mean, they're smarter than this. Yeah, man... There could be a thousand reasons. I mean, well, of... I expect you to enumerate them all in a sixty-page document to yeah. have it on my desk in the morning. We'll do. I mean, you know, lack of quality control, lack of physical control. I mean, you know, files floating around everywhere. I mean, it you could... don't see the half-hour wasted Legion of Dudes podcasting network leaking podcasts the day before they're supposed to be out, do you? Because we haven't recorded them yet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good point. Oh, uh, I, I don't think this was intentional for the simple fact that they really want to try and boost ratings on S.H.I.E.L.D. They really want to try and get it out there to more people. And to have that feather in their cap, I think, way outweighed 
trying to get the word out a few days early. Um, oh, I'm going to ask you this then. Do you think they planned on showing the clip that they ended up showing? No. No. That was so you added think... on after the leak. Yeah. yeah, okay. That I can see them going, yeah, okay, well, the cat's already out of the bag, so we got to come up with something else. And yeah. by the way, when we talk about that clip, I'm going to just go nutso on it. And that's what so we, they showed at uh, San Diego, I believe. Is that yes. correct, Russ? Yeah. Yes. So that wasn't much of a, stre- a stretch to pull that clip out either. No. Okay. I'm not the only one that saw the hammer move when Captain America picked it up, tried to pick it up, right? Oh, no. You that were not yeah. the only one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That gave me the biggest goose boy, fanboy goosebumps. <laughs> goose and boy. It made, yeah, goose boy <laughs> fan bumps. I got the biggest fan bumps when... It moved and it it made a little like little metal against granite sound and the the look on Thor's face he was smiling and all of a sudden his face just dropped like did I see what I think I just saw that was that was such a wonderful little subtle thing towards comic fans and you know I I spoke to one of my friends who who doesn't read comics and. He goes, you know what? I noticed the hammer move, and he and I thought to myself, if anybody would be worthy, it would be Captain America. So yeah. even even he, the non-comic readers, you know, are really just really loving the idea of of Cap being a wholesome guy that he is, and it's just it was just so well done. It was so subtle, and even Thor was just like, well, nothing, you know. He played it off like eh, I'm gonna have to think about this later or something, but. I was just so, so happy that that he actually moved it. I think that and probably the Hulkbuster quick little fight were the two highlights for me. Oh, yeah. Throwing the car <laughs> up against Iron Man in the Hulkbuster and slamming into the car and stuff. That was really cool. So that was Tony, I'm assuming, it was Tony inside an Iron Man suit inside a Hulkbuster suit. It was like a dude disguised as a dude, playing a dude disguised as another, another dude. dude. Right. A lot of it, it kind of the only thing with that trailer that I thought was interesting is it was creepy. Oh man, when when Raggedy Ann Ultron hobbled his way out there, and did you see the the way his eyes and mouth were burned out, like? You know, they were jagged looking. It looked like the Ultron face that we're used to seeing in the comics. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was... and it had the it had the look of like he's not obviously hasn't evolved enough yet and the you know, the, the robot itself is like carving out his own pieces and stuff. Which is uh really creepy and, and cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was such a not I mean they Marvel's got it down to where they can give the fanboys those Easter eggs and those nod to the comics that they long for and yet go a, you know off in a different direction and still have it wonderful. Yeah, that was great. Now, was it one of you guys that said this to me? And maybe you guys have already mentioned this. No, we haven't talked about it on this podcast since the show aired, I think, but uh, of course, I wouldn't on the last episode, and I'm getting my... I've slept since yesterday, but the... um. Now I've even forgot what I was going to bring up. Oh, my goodness. 
Was it one of us that mentioned the where Ultron may have come from? Like you know the little robot that Tony Stark has been calling Dummy the last three movies. Yes. What? Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome if that evolved into Ultron? <laughs> I I think from what I've pieced together, and I'm about to go media blackout on Age of Ultron because now there's too much stuff coming out. Um, what I've pieced together is that. Tony does some kind of drone peacekeeping AI that uh, that goes awry at some point. Have you guys seen the scene at that press event? There was also a scene that they showed between uh, Captain America and Tony, where they're on like out in the country, and Tony and uh, Steve is chopping wood. And the two of them are kind of having this conversation. I I didn't. Was that released after the fact? Like, did that that come sort of come out on the internet like in the last couple of days? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I haven't. I I pers- purposely didn't watch that one. Okay, then maybe we'll we'll not discuss it. But there there's something in that back and forth that um sheds a little more light on that, and I think is planting the seeds for a. Uh, one of the announcements that we'll speak of later. Great. But yeah, it's I mean, I've I've heard some complaints on the trailer that it was just too many quick shots in the middle. It didn't really tell too much. Uh I didn't really have that complaint. I I expect this is going to be the first trailer. It's it's smashing every internet record out there for trailers, you know, left and right. Uh I expect the next one we get is going to be more of the fun you know, the, the more of the fun, action-y stuff that's going to, uh, you know, appeal to, to the masses a little more uh, is, is my guess. Because the, the only the only thing I'll say is just the creep factor worries me a little bit. Because I think if, you know, one of the things that the appealed to people with the Avengers was it was kind of like family fun, right? I mean, there was there was violence and, and, and things like that, but it was very mild, cartoony, almost like Star Wars level uh, you know, anybody that really took any damage was an alien that was, you know, obviously fake. Uh, and I, I think in order to keep that mass appeal up, I think they're going to have to migrate to something to show a little bit more of the of the fun stuff and kind of maybe dial down the creepiness a little bit. I'm looking at YouTube right now for the Marvel Entertainment posted Age of Ultron teaser trailer that came out on the 22nd. Of October, it has almost fifty-one million views. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Nuts. So we're all in heaven after seeing that trailer and it getting leaked out, and then um, there was rumblings of this of this press event that Marvel was holding at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, and. You know, a lot of speculation as to what it would be. We thought maybe they would. This would be like the official Doctor Strange announcement. Maybe Cumberbatch would come out on screen. Um, you know, maybe they would show a little bit more of Age of Ultron. Maybe it was uh, something to do with TV. Uh, and uh, Kevin Feige comes out and basically, like John, you said earlier, announces the entire Phase Three slate. Yeah, pretty much the only thing he didn't announce. Yeah. It's Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, we were afraid, you know, the Cumberbatch rumors started really heating up just prior to the press event. 
Yeah. So I know Russ and I had talked about, you know, I hope this isn't just to announce Cumberbatch, you know, that would kind of be anticlimactic being that, you know, everybody kind of knows already. Right. Um, and Marvel is not going to disappoint anyone ever, apparently. So <laughs> they pulled out the big guns. Yeah. So a couple interesting things before we get into Phase 3 proper. Uh, with Phase 1, Phase 1 ended with the launch of the Avengers. So when the Avengers came out, uh, Iron Man 3 was the first Phase 2 movie, and we've gone from there. Uh, with Phase 2, Ant-Man will actually be the last Phase 2 movie. Uh, which Ken and I started to kind of speculate a little bit via email that maybe Ant-Man takes place before Age of Ultron. Um, so that, you know, chronologically, Age of Ultron would be the end of Phase 2. Um, but that's, at this point, like wild speculation. So when is Ant-Man supposed to air? July of 2015. So two months after uh, uh, Age of Ultron. I tell you, there's been a lot thing... of talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a there's been a lot of talk with Ant Man that uh, I think they maybe John Slattery has been cast. There's talk of maybe an older Peggy Carter um, coming in. That maybe they're gonna uh, somebody to play a younger Michael Douglas, so that there's gonna be some flashback stuff. You know, a la maybe like what they did in Iron Man Two uh, to to kind of tell an earlier tale and that. Uh, that possibly the young Hank Pym worked with uh, Howard Stark and and the rest of them, so uh, so that might might fit into that as well. But uh, but from a release standpoint, uh, Ant Man will be the last Phase Two movie. Ant Man's an interesting case in general because of all the problems that it's had already. Um, and, you know, we're about to talk about a slate of Marvel movies going into 2019, and there was no announcement of an Ant-Man 2. Right. So uh, I wonder if they're feeling a little bit of, uh, you know, insecurity about Ant-Man at this point. Possible. Or maybe, you know, it's almost like maybe like the Hulk, you know, thing where they feel he'll play better moving forward as a part of a team and maybe just the ideas and the positioning they want to do just works better uh, with with him not being in there. Uh, um, so first up, they announced what we all know at this point uh, was Captain America 3, May 2016. The interesting thing was they started off the announcement with that, so Kevin Feige had this big uh, PowerPoint slide up that had a slot uh, of each of the release dates, and it said unannounced Marvel movie. And one by one, they filled them in. So the first one was Captain America Serpent Society. And then he kind of moved on. He didn't really say Wait a minute, much. this happened at the Marvel event? Yeah. Yes, yes. So it, huh. it, it, it showed up Captain America Serpent Society, which I think in and of itself would probably have been pretty cool. Uh, and, he, and he moved on. Uh, and so didn't really say a whole lot more at that point. Uh, and then they announced uh, the next slot, which is November 4th, 2016, uh, officially Doctor Strange, which at this point we pretty much knew um, that was the case. Uh, Benedict, as we discussed, Benedict Cumberbatch is all but confirmed at this point. Marvel's staying mum. I imagine the ink's not dry on the contract yet, and that's what 
they're waiting for. Um, but Feige talked a little bit about the the concept behind Doctor Strange. This has kind of been one of his personal uh, favorites, one that he's he's kind of personally wanted to push forward for quite some time. Um, and went into the origin of the character just very, very briefly. And then he mentioned the supernatural quite a bit, um, but then focused on, he said, quantum mechanics, string theory, um, all of that. And, you know, basically that by hand gestures and, um, you know, other movements and things like that, that you could tap into these energies. So he didn't say the word magic, which for anybody listening to this show for a while, it's something we've talked about quite a bit. Um, the whole magic versus science uh, thing, it's been brought up in the movies. Uh, it's been brought up in the TV show even. Well, I mean, if he talks about supernatural, you could look at that as being the equivalent of magic because it's not science. You know what I mean? Yeah. And their, you know, their science is very, it's a very liberal term. You know, they'll, yeah. if he's going to fight interdimensional demons, you know, interdimensional becomes a, a, a science fiction term rather than demons from hell. Right. You know, making it supernatural. So it's a real broad term, I think, science and science fiction in, in these cases. Would sure. you guys be good with Benedict Cumberbatch as a... Stephen Strange? Yeah. 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 I I would too. I would love it. Um I just hope they don't try to put a mustache on him cuz if you watch Sherlock, you know what he looks like with a mustache and uh, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. So uh I don't think he would have to have a mustache. No, I think Doctor Strange is one of the characters that will look completely different. Yeah. And it's that's just, you know, that's it doesn't work. Yeah. It's not going to work if anybody's seen like those you know, 70s and 80s Doctor Strange. And I don't think he's changed too much. No. I really haven't read much Doctor Strange recently. I guess he's sort of been in more team books than anything else. I wonder yeah. if he ends up having a uh, mustache, if if a Strange's stash Twitter feed will pop up. Probably just did. So that was an interesting... Again, that was kind of like... Uh, uh, surprise to no one kind of thing. But again, official announcement. Um, so we got that. Uh, the next we got was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is getting pushed up from July of 2017 to May of 2017. And they even had James Gunn uh, come live from, I think, Japan. He was at the Tokyo Film Festival and just kind of gave a little shout out to the fans that uh, they're moving full bore and excited that it's actually going to get pushed up a little bit. Uh, so that was cool. But again, that was one we knew was coming. I, I like how they played with the logo. It was the typical Guardians of the Galaxy, and it kind of had like the spray paint with the number two, and they scratched out the original release day and, and had it, you know, like spray painted in the new release day. So I thought that was kind of a fitting touch with uh, for, for that for that franchise. Russ, did you mention the the uh, begin date or this whatever? What do we call release date for uh, Ant-Man? Uh, it's July of 2015. 15. So that means we're only getting two superheroes in 2016. Marvel. 2015. No, in 2016 we're only oh, getting correct, correct. two superhero movies yeah, from we Marvel. Don't, we don't flip to three until 2017. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so yeah, so kicking it off in in 2017 in May is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, not much, you know, to say on that front. Uh, the next one, I think, and John, you're I know you're excited about this one. I was surprised with this one. I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised. Uh, on July 28, 2017, we're getting Thor Ragnarok. Which the crowd, this one, I mean, the crowd was pretty happy with the other ones. This was the first one where the crowd just went berserk. Well, it's because we know Loki's going to be involved, and people love Loki. That's huge. And it's another one of these, uh, you know, months ago, somebody did like a fake, um, you know, they had all the movie dates, and they faked all of the logos and everything, and guessed right on what? They guessed right on Civil War, Ragnarok, and uh, and Inhumans, I believe. Yeah. But I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, Ragnarok is. Uh, I'm excited for it. Definitely, it could be really cool. Yeah. Now, Feige was positioning this one as um, game changing, similar to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That uh, the outcome of Thor Ragnarok is going to change the face of things to come for the cinematic universe. So. Uh, you know, knowing that Ragnarok is the you know War of the Gods, where they would all die, and then the cycle would start to repeat itself. Uh, I think that's going to be a really uh, kind of balls out actiony uh, movie, uh, which I think will be awesome with with just kind of all of I think it's you know just all the realms, all the characters, all the gods, uh, all coming into to play. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, how that fits in. I, I wonder if some of this is not. Uh, is also fallout from Age of Ultron, you know, that, that you know, because Feige also said that because of Thor's position at the end of Age of Ultron, it kind of leads into what's going on with Ragnarok. So it sounds like Thor Ragnarok may be kind of the pivotal movie of Phase 3, kind of like Captain America Winter Soldier was the pivotal movie of of uh, Phase 2. I loved both of the Thor movies, so I'm very excited to have a third. Um, but I was thinking, it just now hit me. They didn't, obviously, announce Iron Man 4. Are you guys surprised? No. Do you guys think three is enough? I mean, we still got at least three more movies. Four, pardon me. Four more movies that we can only assume we're going to see Robert Downey, Tony Stark in. Maybe. Yeah. We got Civil War, which we know he's going to be in. And I I think that's really going to be your Iron Man 4. I mean, I I think Yeah. Now, okay, at this point in the press conference, he hadn't gone back to Serpent Society. No. And, no. Okay. No. So <laughs> let me finish let me finish listening to your story and then and then I'll talk some more. Gotcha. Not a story, uh, your report. So next up is uh was Black Panther, November 3rd, 2017. What was the crowd response to that? Uh, almost deafening. I mean, it was wow. really loud. Uh, again, I think this is another one. Feige said in the past that uh, Black Panther and Cap, and as we'll get to Captain Marvel, were kind of the two that he's been uh, questioned about many, many times. Uh, you know, when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Um, at this point, I don't think they even uh, announced Chadwick Boseman as the actor. I think they saved that until the end. Um, but but we do know that Chadwick Boseman is going to play Black Panther. If you're not familiar with Chadwick Boseman, he played Jackie Robinson in 42, and he played uh, James Brown in Get On Up. So, <laughs> yeah. 
both both of which uh, very very positive reviews on his performance. So they're getting somebody that can act. They're getting somebody young. Uh, I definitely can see him in that part. You know, knowing what Black Panther looks like outside of the of the mask and the costume, I I can definitely see him doing that. I, I'm glad they went with a younger actor because if they're if they're really wanting him to be a part of the cinematic universe, I think casting young is is the smart way to go. Um, the concept art they showed, which was odd because it was really the only concept art they showed, uh, you know, for the most part of the whole uh, movie, other than what we saw a little bit we'll talk about at the end, very faithful to the comics. I mean, that costume, you know, who knows, you know, how close the actual filming version is going to be, but the concept art looked very, very faithful to the comics. Yeah, it, it definitely looked great. And I was, I was trying to think, like, what other concept art could they show? You know, we, we, we know what all the Guardians look like. We know, obviously, the Thor characters. And it, Doctor Strange, without showing, like, an actor's face, they probably couldn't show any concept art. Right. Um, you know, unless they came out with, like, a mannequin with, with Doctor Strange's look on it, which sort of would have been lame anyway. So Black Panther yeah. was a good reveal. And apparently he is another one that they're going to try and really integrate in. But, but Black Panther will take place in Wakanda. It will... Uh, show how it's it's very tied into the Marvel Universe, I'm assuming because of the vibranium. It sounds like they're going to go with, uh, you know, it kind of being more technologically advanced than the rest of the of the world that we know of. Uh, so that'll, that'll be very interesting. Um, then um, they had a, a date peg for July, I'm sorry, of uh, May of 2018, and Feige skipped over that. Uh, and went straight to July 8th of 2018 uh, and revealed Captain Marvel. And again, very, very strong crowd response to that. Um, it, it, he did confirm it is the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, uh, which is awesome. Uh, the fact that we know this is going to take place between uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, I kind of put the proposal out there that maybe this is a prequel to Infinity War, meaning like if this is the introduction of Carol Danvers, uh, it would be kind of odd to have this, you know, kind of slid in between these two movies if they're, if, if they're really one story. Um, and, it, and it could be maybe that maybe there's enough division in there that her introduction here would lead directly into Infinity War Part 2. But, uh, but I, th I thought it was interesting to slide this one between uh, those two. When did he say... Wait a minute. When you mean falls between, you mean as far as when it's released to theaters? Yeah. yeah. So, gotcha. so gotcha. yeah. So he just skipped the May 2018. Nobody said, well, "Hold on, back up." Well, it, what, there wasn't really a Q and A. He just said, "You know, I'm coming back to it, but oh, okay. for now, we're going to skip it." Um, then he moved on to November 2nd, 2018, uh, and it was revealed that it was going to be the Inhumans. Which, again, that's another one that. People have been speculating and talking about for quite some time, uh, but we got final confirmation that it is definitely going to be the Inhumans. Uh, he talked about dozens of new characters that would be introduced uh, and that this movie itself could spawn off a franchise in and of itself. Uh, so it's pretty bold to say at this point. Um, we'll see how that works out. He, he said that we will find out about the Inhumans sooner than we may expect. That was a quote. Uh, so given what we know about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, Sky's character being an 084, the, the whole Kree 
body or what we're assuming is a Cree body and, and all of that and what we know of Sky's dad. I'm wondering if maybe that's this is this that shield it may may or may not be a backdoor uh entry for us into the inhumans. I mean, granted, there'll be two more seasons of Agents of Shield before this movie comes out. So uh if if that show lasts that long, which we hope it will, uh, but but interesting that he made that comment. It's crazy when you put it into that perspective, like, you know, we're talking about yeah. the Inhumans movie and it will be a following season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's Dory. literally, I guess it, it, so 2015, 16, 17, oh, further than that even, it'll be like yeah. season six of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, almost almost four years to the day from right now because we're we're just right, right at the end of end of October. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one to see how they pull that off. Uh, some of those characters are quite, quite strange. Uh, maybe they're hoping that it, it can gain some, um, some, some of the guardians of the galaxy vibe by putting these kind of eclectic characters together and, and doing something with them. And this is the, uh, the character that Vin Diesel has been tied to in the past. Yes. Which, uh, you know, could be interesting. Black Bolt, who's the head of the. Inhumans uh, doesn't speak. Well, when he does speak, it like destroys everything. That's like his power. Um, yeah. So it'd be it'd be interesting if Vin Diesel goes from a character that you don't see him, but you hear his voice saying one line, to a character where you see Vin Diesel, but he can't say anything. Um, I happen to think that Black Bolt will probably speak. I think they'll make that change just because whoever the lead actor is for the movie. Um, you you can't have a leading man with no lines. I don't I don't think. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, one of the things in the comics that he does is allegedly communicates telepathically with his wife Medusa, who is another Inhuman. Uh, you know, it's possible that maybe they would allow him to speak that way, like we would just hear all that instead of it being assumed like it is in the comics. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, They'll figure it out. They will. Um, so then we, we jump back, and uh, the, he revealed that May of 2018 was Infinity War, uh, and then it said Part 1, and then boom, we get May 2019, Infinity War Part 2. Uh, and then they showed a little clip that had, uh, it was like a mini trailer. It was probably like maybe 45 seconds long, maybe a minute. Uh, a lot of scenes from the other movies. Mainly the Avengers, um, and then at the very end we see Thanos with the gauntlet raising it up to his hand, and it just all kind of lights up. So you know, theoretically, this is what you know we've speculated on this show for a while now that Avengers three, which now will be, I guess, Avengers three and four technically, um, would would bring everything together. That we're going to probably see the Guardians, we're going to see the Avengers, um, we're going to see everybody against Thanos. Uh, to kind of really you put it put in put an end on this sentence uh and and at that point at the again the crowd just went crazy the fact that they're literally going to split this movie up into two parts which what that means we have no clue um so then at that point they went back and realized that it was just like just kidding on uh captain america and they announced Captain America Civil War, which, again, at this point, we'd all pretty much speculated uh, between the news and everything else at this point. Um, the interesting thing for me was 
In all the other movies, the main character name was prominent, and then it had some sort of subtitle. So even like with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, you know, the, the Winter Soldier part was underneath the Captain America for Ragnarok, kind of same thing. Um, for Civil War, the Civil War title actually dwarfed the, the, the Captain America. So to me, this really, they are really playing this up big. Like this, this in my mind could be bigger even than an Avengers movie, uh, knowing what we know about it. I wonder if it's something contractual. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they have like Captain America and Iron Man under the Civil War and bill it as like both, you know, heroes leading the movie? You know, like that seemed to me like it would be even cooler if it said, you know, Captain America on one side and, and Iron Man on the other side underneath Civil War, like. That really nails home what you're doing, um, rather yeah. than just calling it Captain America. But you know, I wonder if that makes it like an Iron Man movie and it changes the deal, or I don't know. I don't know. He's, from what I understand, he's uh, he's taken home a pretty hefty paycheck on that deal. So I can't yeah. I can't see if they change that around that he would get paid that much more. But uh, I I wonder. I mean, who knows? I mean, the title could change for all we know. I mean, we're uh, a year and a half out from that, so. Maybe they were afraid it would feel too much like Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice, you know, like that Marvel would be trying to copy them by pitting one hero against another. Yeah, maybe. Uh, who knows? Especially since they both had the same release date at one point. Um, but at that point, they brought out Chadwick Boseman uh, onto the set with uh, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. And uh, we found out that Chadwick Boseman will appear as Black Panther in Captain America Civil War. So that roster in and of itself is getting pretty huge. I mean, at this point, we're pretty certain, well, we know it'll be um, it'll be Captain America, it'll be Iron Man, it'll be the Winter Soldier, Falcon, now Black, Black Panther. Uh, yeah, presumably Black Widow. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> this is almost starting Black to Man. sound like an Avengers West Coast movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been rumor of Hawkeye, so... Uh, Interesting, inter very interesting. I know, I know, uh, and that was pretty. They did a little bit of Q and A. Um, you know, nothing really revealed too much at at that point. Uh, uh, I know there's there's some talk about how uh, there was no mention of a Black Widow movie uh, or a, you know a Hawkeye movie at that point or some combination thereof. Um, and the the response to Kevin Feige was that they're happy with you know, Widow playing a prominent role in a lot of these other movies, um, you know, that she didn't need her own. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is young enough. I think it leaves a lot more leeway if they decide to go down the phase four route that she'd still be, you know, plenty young enough to, uh, you know, to, to take that mantle on when we get down to that point. So I, I, I think there's, there's plenty of room. Also no mention of a, of another Hulk movie. Um, and I think the same thing there. There, I think Hulk works best when he's part of that ensemble and has uh, other characters to to bounce off of, and it's a, it's just more difficult for that character to exist by itself. Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Part of me died a little bit when I didn't notice a Hulk Planet Hulk icon in there with all the rest. I think that would have been a lot of fun, but uh, I get it. I mean, you know, I've I've said recently to a couple of people the only 
in my opinion, the only misstep that Marvel's had since all this started was the Incredible Hulk. I mean, it wasn't a horrible movie, but it wasn't Iron Man, and it wasn't whatever was next. It was There was something off with it, and, you know, he was so... The Hulk was such a great character in Avengers, I would think that, that they would consider... You know, and we know, obviously, they have considered it because there's, you know, been talk about it, you know, speculation and whatnot. But, you know, part of me, I've always identified with the Hulk. I've always liked him. He's been one of my favorites uh, ever since I started reading Peter David's run on the character. But, uh, you know, part, like I said, part of me was really hoping for like a Planet Hulk movie that I had heard people speculating on. But I can understand why they wouldn't, you know. I, although. <laughs> Having said that, you know, I I honestly would have thought they would have tried another Hulk solo movie before we got a Black Panther or an Inhumans movie. And um, I don't have a problem with either one of those. I'm very excited that they're taking chances, but I, I am surprised at it. To me, it's like Black Widow and the Hulk, they know our home runs. It's almost like if Inhumans and yeah. Captain Marvel maybe don't hit it home as much, now they can come back with Hulk and Black Widow. Like, right now, they can take shots. You know what I mean? Like, they could take a shot yeah. on Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and Black Panther because they're so hot right now, it doesn't matter. Especially because Guardians did so well. I mean, right. I'll be well, the first it. to yeah. admit, I was wrong. I was completely wrong about Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought, this is going to kill the Marvel Studio thing. It's going to either be a huge runaway smash hit, which it ended up being, which I didn't believe for a second it ever would be, or it's going to suck so bad that nobody's going to ever want to watch a Marvel movie again, and I'm very happy I was 100% wrong. But that's the reason, you know, that they, like you said, that they're able to take chances and put out a Inhumans movie. I don't even know what the heck Inhumans are about. I mean, very little. So, you know, yeah. I'm a comic nerd for life, and I, I, I don't hardly know anything about Inhumans, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I mean, for the most part, this is Marvel's, well, we don't have the X-Men, so we need something like the X-Men, and the Inhumans are the next best, or the next closest thing. And I, I, I know there's been some speculation that, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver may be considered inhumans since they can't go the mutant route. That that might be the entry that we're that you know that Kevin Feige was talking about. But uh, but yeah, so just crazy announcement. I mean, I know DC has kind of put their slate out. It's been out for what probably on a month, two months now or ish. Yeah, I'd say so. So I guess Marvel felt like you know they were in a, a strong position uh, to kind of fire back. And, and lay theirs out and uh, you know not to make this a whole Marvel versus DC thing because I don't I don't really want to get into that but I I feel like everything they've laid out Marvel has is probably like 98% sure that's gonna happen um, I'm like maybe like 60% sure that you know the DC side is gonna go as they plan it so um, I'm a, I have a comment I'm gonna speak for all of us including Ken, because I know he feels this way. All four of us, 
and all of our brothers on this network, we want DC to succeed with their movies. We want them to knock us on our butts when we watch DC superhero movies. We want that. We know it can happen because Marvel has done that. Do some of us like Marvel over DC or vice versa? Probably. It's just it's just the nature of. I'm sorry. I I pulled my my headset out. He was so excited. <laughs> I pulled my headset out. Okay, I'm gonna finish. It's just the nature of the thing, you know. Star Trek versus Star Wars. There, there's room for both. DC versus Marvel. There's room for both. Are you going to like peanut butter or chocolate better? You like both, but you have your preference. But we want DC movies to blow us away. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Totally right. Of course. But there's something about Marvel that inspires confidence because of their track record. And DC has yet to prove that to us, I believe. Everything with Marvel, everything coming forward is banked on the ten movies, soon to be twelve movies that have come before it. Uh, and with DC, they're banking everything on one movie that was uh, somewhat made it a made a ton of money, but two was uh, fairly divisive. So uh, it, it it has paw, room for caution. But but anyway, like I said, we did. I, I don't. I don't want to seem like we're DC bashing because that's not the case. But and, and we're not because we know DC can do things right because the Flash and Arrow in my book are 100 percent fun and awesome. Yes. So having made the switch to speaking about TV, uh, we didn't get any. We haven't gotten any more Daredevil Netflix news or any other real news uh, on the TV side of things for Netflix. I think. Given that we just got this announcement, I think that's going to hold us over for quite some time. Uh, you know, other than some casting news here and there, one of the things Kevin Feige said was when they talked about casting that they will not announce cast before they have a uh, writer director team set. Now, Black Panther was kind of the exception of the rule because he's going to appear in um, Captain America: Civil War, which already obviously has writers and directors, so uh, he was able to sneak in that way, which. Which is interesting because as they finished filming on Age of Ultron, they announced Captain Marvel, but not who would play Carol Danvers, which either they're keeping that really close to the vest or Carol Danvers is not going to appear in Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, and then there was an interesting shot of uh, the crew, the, the Avengers team, and there was a mysterious looking female uh, next to Thor that we couldn't really identify. It didn't look like Natalie Portman to say it was Jane Foster. Um, and there's a lot of speculation that that might have been Carol Danvers, but uh, I guess it remains to be seen. Whew. So, lot, 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 lot going on. Um, so I guess should we talk about uh, a fractured house? You know, I, I I'll be honest with you. I mean, we definitely should. Um, <laughs> I was totally distracted. It was, it was yeah. hard to think about anything else other than you know. Who's going to play Captain Marvel? Or yeah, <laughs> you know stuff stuff like that. Um, yeah, I I think for obvious reasons, a this you know we spent over thirty minutes, over forty five minutes at this point talking about the news. Um, this will probably be a brief discussion about a fractured house. Um, not to say that it was a bad episode. I just don't think there was enough really going on that uh, we need to probably dedicate a lot of time to or really speak about um, a lot a lot of doings. The last minute is probably where we could yeah. spend most of our conversation. 
one one thing we'll t- I, t- I want to touch on real quick since since we've just done a pretty lengthy news segment is the ratings. Um, ratings were up this week uh, a tenth of a point, which is good news. Uh, so Agents of Shield in the final overnights uh, are at one point seven. That's up a, a tenth from last week, um, which puts it in pretty good uh, company for the night. The World Series is going on, so obviously there's there's a fairly big draw with that. That was that was that um, the World Series won the night as far as overall ratings, and then you have of course you have the Voice and and both NCISs, which are very popular shows, um, but. Per, it, it's held its own against Person of Interest, uh, which is also a 1.7. And that Chicago Fire show up until this week um, definitely edged it out in the ratings. Uh, now, granted, at the 10 o'clock Eastern hour, but uh, it, it was down this week as well. So it was at a 1.7, which I think last week it was like either 1.8, 1.9. So um, Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that little tick upward was because of the promises of the Ultron trailer or maybe all of the excitement around Marvel for the day led people to say let me check out that TV show you think that had anything to do with it it's probably I mean it was such a small tick up that it could have just been a regular fluctuation type of I would think I'm yeah I mean I would think that would have something to do with it maybe what what we'll see is that's just uh it pushed things up a little bit you know, so maybe like the plus threes and the plus sevens will be down a little bit because people were like, oh, I got to watch this one like now because they're going to do something as opposed to just letting it hang on DVR for three days or a week or or whatever. So um, I, I definitely think it didn't hurt it. Um, that That's for sure. What will be interesting is to see this, you know, oh, well, we got a week off next week. Um, so we'll have the special, the Marvel 75th anniversary special next week, which promises uh, even I think even more footage from Age of Ultron. I imagine they'll breeze through some of the the announcements that we got last week, uh, and then we'll we'll have an episode pick up the following week. So, uh, so hopefully we won't lose too much momentum. Um, good. So the episode I got a, I got a few notes on the episode itself. Um, uh, of course, our our favorite general, General Talbot, was back with his stash. Yes, yes, the stash is uh, the the internet's are growing weary of the stash. He had a wasn't as strong a week on Twitter. We might need a break from the stash. So I'm gra- I'm glad there's a an off week coming up. Gotcha. Um, but it was kind of cool where he was talking at the UN about the Chitari invasion and the Avengers, and you know that's when Shield. I thought it was interesting. He mentioned that's when Shield uh, revealed itself to the world. So it kind of fits in with what we knew from Avengers that Shield was kind of this secretive organization, large but secretive. Uh, and after it seems like Avengers, it kind of went more widespread and public. Uh, and then they they talk about you know how things kind of went sideways. So I thought I thought that was kind of cool that uh, that they brought that up. Uh, I I like the the cool spinning disc weapons that I guess I guess are based on or utilizing somehow the obelisk technology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was kind of cool where they dug into to the victim and and turned them to black ash like that. Um, it even incorporated itself into the the fade on the logo. Like after the you know they have the cold open and they do the logo. That and was they, awesome when that. That happened. was cool. Yeah, that was really sweet. I'm not sure what happened to. Talbot where he needed the uh, 
uh, the sling, because if he was hit by that weapon, obviously he'd be dead. So that was that was a little funny, but I just saw him with that sling, and I'm like, well, what happened to him? Did that happen in the previous episode? No, no. It was, oh, he wasn't in the previous episode at all. No, no, yeah, he was in front of the UN, and he didn't have a sling on, and then he, you know, they show the the terrorist guy throws the weapon, and then we get the fade out of the logo, and then when we come back and he's in uh, Senator Ward's office, he has the sling. So Maybe, did he fall on his keys? Maybe so. Maybe so. Because that hurts. I wasn't here when you guys talked about last episode, so I did not get to gush on and on about Adrian Palicki. Please do. I will do it now. Um, I'm a few years her senior, but, oh, the, man, I love her. I'm, I don't, you know. You're speechless. I, yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, she's, she's beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, she's a tall drink of water, too. Oh, my gosh. She's 5'11". I'm telling you, I'm 6'2". I mean, we would be, uh. You know, I think we'd make a pretty awesome-looking couple. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I just saw John Wick today, the new Keanu Reeves movie, and she is in that also. And uh, between S.H.I.E.L.D. and that movie, she's been doing a lot of ass-kicking lately. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah I Joe. can see now why she was going to be Wonder Woman, even though they passed. But Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I didn't have a problem with that at all. I, I thought it would have been pretty awesome but uh i really like the addition of the mockingbird character i think it's neat um i don't buy for a second that she would have been married to hunter oh i do i don't at all i Um, do why i I don't know i just i like it i just like the fact i I really like maybe it's because i don't want to think about her being married to anybody but me well there you have it maybe that's what it is and you know hunter's shorter than she is and there's not Everyone not, is. <laughs> I'm not. There are not many, I don't personally see many tall women with shorter men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny? Why is that funny? Uh, I don't know. It's just a dumb reason to not buy that they were married. <laughs> no, it's not. Is your wife shorter than you or taller? Uh, Shorter. Russ? Shorter. Okay. Mine was too. My last girlfriend was tall, but I was taller. I don't think it's a dumb reason at all. <laughs> the um, they're actually doing the Hawkeye Mockingbird bit with the bickering and the yes, uh, yeah. It makes me wonder if uh, not everything has to be brought over from the comics. I think Marvel's doing a great job at doing what they're doing, but I'm also am able to accept the differences. And part of me. If she's ever shows up in Avengers, you know, Infinity War or whatever, part of me hopes that they don't even hint at a relationship between the two of them. Yeah, I think I think them giving Hunter that role, you know, they're doing the bickering, they're shooting people at the same time and saying who saved who and all that stuff. I think that's pretty much throwing up the white flag that, no, we cannot get Jeremy Renner on this show ever. So we're so we're doing this, um, and I don't think I mean things can change, and I don't know what they have planned, but I don't think we're going to see the TV members on in the movies anytime soon, besides Agent Coulson, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I would be. I mean, because other than Mockingbird, 
and, well, as far as the good guys go, Mockingbird, there, other than her, there really aren't any other comic book characters on the show. As far as... That aren't dead already. <laughs> like Hand. And, right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Garrett. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it last week, um, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I don't remember. But even female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, you know, we already have a Maria Hill, and we killed off Victoria Hand. You know, there aren't many other go-to female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents from the comics. Um, the, and Sharon Carter's already in. Right, Sharon mm. Carter's already in yeah. uh, Captain America, and obviously Black Widow is in, you know, so there the aren't many other places. And- yeah, Daisy Johnson. They could go uh, Secret Warriors for the younger. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yo-Yo Rodriguez. Did I mention yeah. uh, how much I love Adrian Palicki? I think you did. Um, maybe once. All right. And she had a Star Wars shirt on. So Brad, tell me that didn't like add another point or two on the scale. Oh my goodness! Uh, with that, my uh, my brother posted on Facebook. I had said something about the Ultron trailer. Or the Marvel announcement, or something, and uh, oh no, I know, I know what I said. I I just I quoted Ultron. I said there are no strings dot 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 on me or whatever, which is not even a correct quote if you listen to the words. But anyways, he goes, "Hey, did you see uh, the Star Wars shirt on Mockingbird?" And I said, "How could I not see that shirt? Um, that was that was the best looking Star Wars shirt I've ever seen." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it makes me love her more that she would actually wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Um, am I coming across as creepy yet? Uh, you're you're almost there. Borderline. I'm gonna stop. You're no. not as creepy as as Raggedy Ultron, but yeah, true. you're <laughs> yeah, slightly true. creepier than the. Uh, I don't know. Um, Christian I, Ward, very JFK in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Just the way he was speaking and his cadence and everything. I just I got a real JFK vibe. Off of uh, off of Senator Ward. Hey, since you brought him up, um, Jason Ritter on our uh, Facebook page says, "Is Ward's brother secretly part of Hydra?" Uh, I don't know. Um, one of the things I thought this episode did really, really well was keeping you guessing as to who is telling the truth and who is not. You know, is Christian? Is Christian really this evil person that Ward has made everybody believe he is? Or is Ward just so far gone that he's just a complete pathological liar and wants you to believe that his brother is sadistic and maybe that's why he's the way he is and was able to be manipulated by Garrett the way he was? Um, and the the way that each one of them was speaking, it it really left it up in the air, which I th- I thought was really, really cool. And you could even see the little bit of hesitation, the little bit of worry that flickered across Coulson's face. Yeah. You when, I mean, uh, when Christian was talking about Ward, his yeah. brother, I mean. What's Ward's name? Grant. Grant. I, I can remember. Because it was funny how, I I don't remember the last time I've heard anybody say Grant on the show, and, and even Sky referred to him as Ward, and I thought, well, which Ward is, he talk, is she talking about? Is she talking about Ward Ward or the senator and and then i realized no she's talking about ward ward yeah and this is kind of a big occurrence i mean i don't want to sell this episode too short um 
you know, we've we've talked about Ward's brother since The Well, you know, which was what the first maybe right. I don't know, three or four episode episodes eight, of last season. Was yeah. it that far into it? Okay. I think yeah, it was episode eight. Um one thing I have here is uh I was a little disappointed that Fitz kind of reverted back to stuttering Fitz around Simmons. Um, which I guess is their point, like that it's her really that um, you know, puts him at odds with himself. I guess you know because he seemed like he was yeah. coming around at the end of the previous episode when they were having a beer and everything. Um, and yeah. as soon as she came back, you know, I don't know. He seemed like I don't know. I'm, I I think I'm just ready for Fitz to not stutter and go back to being Fitz. Yeah, that's. That that you know we've talked about it before, but that's going to be kind of a of a tough line for them to walk because bringing it back too fast, people are going to gripe. Leaving it linger too long, people are going to gripe. So it's it's a that's that's a tough tough balance. Um, to act. I I like when uh, Colson was talking to Senator Ward and said something about uh, I think he, he Colson he felt like Colson was threatening him and he said no because I have your brother in my basement. Um, and just the look on Christian Ward's face when he said that, I thought that was just, I don't know. It was just, I, I'm, I like when Colson acts like Colson and definitely in that exchange, we, we got a lot of that. I don't see why anybody can not like Colson. Yeah. I know there are some Colson detractors out there, but I don't, I don't see how anybody couldn't like him. He's just so, he's everything you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think he's a wonderful character. Uh, Sky had a little bit of a, of a black widow moment when she was interrogating Ward and just making him feel like she was coming around his side and she was going to let him go. Uh, and she basically used him to get information out of Ward without him really realizing that's what was going on. Um, and it just reminded me of that scene in the Avengers when Black Widow did that with Loki. I just thought that was really, it was it was really pretty well done. Hey, do we know if Coulson's going to be in Age of Ultron? We do not. We know Fury is obviously because we saw him in the trailer. But right, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna go to IMDb real quick while we're talking. I've heard rumors that the cast of of Agents of Shield was on the Age of Ultron set. Uh, and so whether they were there just visiting or whether um, we kind of speculate at one point that that would be kind of a cheap way to get them to integrate the two is basically use Age of Ultron budget to to shoot some stuff for Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. and be able to kind of do stuff like that. Or um, my, my guess is probably they were just visiting the set, uh, just being part of the family. But uh, but I guess we'll wait and see. I do not see... I'm on uh, Clark Gregg's IMDb page right now, and I do not see an entry for uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, oh, go ahead, Russ. The the fight with May. So I thought the choreography was well done. I always like the knife on the chain weapon. That's always a, a pretty badass looking weapon when they when they do it right. Uh, and again, we talked about in the past in the early episodes. It seemed like the choreography on the fighting was really stiff. Uh, and not really a little too choreographed, especially when we were comparing it to things like Arrow, uh, where it's a lot more brutal and a lot more, 
you know, it looks like a real fight. And, uh, you know, we towards the end of season one, definitely into season two, uh, I think we're continuing the trend of really good fight choreography. Uh, and that bit with May and that terrorist dude was was pretty was pretty well done. That terrorist dude was weird. He had like kind of like a yeah. He had like a half a mustache, and he had that weird like mohawk, mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> he was a weird guy. Uh, when uh, when Ward, it's funny. Brad talked a little bit about John Wick, um, and you saw it after Shield. I guess I saw it the day before Shield aired, and there's that scene where Ward um, pops his thumb out of place to get out of the handcuffs. I was just about to say something about that. <laughs> Which yeah. is exactly the move that Adrian Palicki's character uses yeah. in John Wick. Yeah. Um, so it was yeah. funny. As soon as they handcuffed Ward, I was like, you're going to pop his thumb out because I had just seen it on John Wick. It's funny. When I was watching John Wick today, she popped her thumb, and I was like, have I seen that before? Because that looks so familiar. And then, then it just occurred to me that, yeah, it was Ward that did that. That's pretty funny. I, and that was a little telegraph, too. I mean, when they were transporting Ward, you're like, okay, he's going to break out. Uh, you know, that's that was kind of a given. What What's interesting to me is, was, is Coulson in on the, in on the gag? Um, you know, he did pick up the gun, and we heard a shot, but we didn't see him shoot anybody. Uh, and it just makes me wonder if there's not more to that going on than just what we saw. I hear what you're saying because of the way they cut away from it, but I can't imagine what else would be going on. Um, like, what would there be to gain for Ward to escape? You know, I, I the only thing I could think is Coulson's putting something together with with the senator, like with his brother, there's something either he said that clued uh, Coulson into to know that he's basically full of it, or the way things went down with their safe house in um, in Belgium, that maybe he was in on it. Like uh, something going on that maybe would lead him to believe that for at least for the short term, Ward needs to to be on his side, or at least um, he needs to kind of make a deal with the devil. I, I don't know. I mean, I could, like I said, I could be you know, totally reading into it, but I'm actually hoping that he did shoot somebody so that redemption is totally off the table and yeah. he goes back to Hydra and we find out that it was all a big red herring and Ward is the Kraken. No, oh, that would be awesome. You know, like he's the actual like leader of Hydra. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Um we get some tough love from Mac. Mac is, I, I, I like that he's, you know, he basically tells Simmons what she needs to hear, whether she wants to hear it or not, and that he's not afraid to, you know, treat Fitz just like he was one of the boys, you know, just like, you know, he's going to bust on him and he's going to call out his BS and, you know, tell him when he's being stupid just like he would anybody else. And so I, I think that's, that's kind of a nice uh, change in direction where Simmons is, you know, obviously because... She knows how Fitz really feels about her now, you know, whether or not she knew before. Uh, and, you know, the fact that she feels, you know, bad for his current state. So she kind of walks on eggshells around him. I do like Mac. I think he's a cool, cool character. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Mac and uh, Hunter. I think they were really yeah. nice additions to the team. They They didn't try too hard with them. 
You know, the, I think the original cast, you know, Sky was the hacker and Fitz and Simmons were the geeks and Ward was the straight guy, you know, and May was angry. I think they tried a little too hard to like um, keyhole them. Is that a word? Uh, pigeonhole yeah. them something. Yep. Um, and I think these like I think Hunter and Mac are more like just regular dudes, you know, like it's not yep. like. They they have a you know any sort of branding or anything that limits their character or whatever they're just like regular guys. They have a lot more personality than I think the others do, or at least had at first. I mean, they came in both of them with a lot of personality, especially Hunter. I mean, he's just got a a really you know cool sense of humor and just a wit about him. Um, I I really like his his addition to the team. I just I, I and and I think him and and Bobby playing off each other. I think I think that's going to be, uh, you know, kind of. I think that was missing. I think I think it'll that'll add the lighthearted moments to the show, uh, you know, since the tone has kind of gotten darker. All right, I tell you what, I'm missing. I'm missing a detail about Hunter's past because if you were to ask me if he was part of Shield from the get-go or if he was something else, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So what did I miss? What is it about Hunter that I'm not quite clear on? He's a mercenary. He was never part of Shield. Um, he was just somebody, obviously, that was married to Bobby, who uh, was Shield and worked with um, Lucy Lawless's character in the past as a mercenary. So he's just kind of one of those guys, I think, that that gets around and people know of him. Oh, so that was okay. It's coming back to me now. That was explained by uh, Hart. Was her name Hartley? Yeah, Hartwell? that was. Hartwell, Hartley? Hartwell, Zena. I'm just calling <laughs> Zena. That was Zena explained who and what he was in that in the first episode, right? Right. Okay, I must have missed something that she was that she had said. So, when did he officially join Coulson's team? It was the third episode. Okay, like, I think you know. was it when they got killed? Was it when his the other guy Iowa? What was his name? When the well, other guy? A, yeah, I mean that was the end of the pilot, and then he kind of. Uh, act like he was betraying them to Talbot, and it was at, and that was the second episode, and so it was like after that that he decided he would stick around for a while. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm a little, I'm a little clearer now. And Max always apparently always been part of Shield. Not. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's right, always fixing a vehicle. Yes. Yeah. I liked it, and this wasn't this last episode, but I liked it when he was talking about. One day you let me touch Lola, and, and he'd be like, no, that's not yeah. going to happen. And he's like, one day. No, that's not going to happen. One day. And he was like not giving up. It's just like, yeah, it'll happen one day. But yeah, Mac Mac and Hunter are, are, are good additions because I like I kind of like Hunter as a, whether he's supposed to be or not, he's comic relief in some ways. And um, I do, I do appreciate that because the comic relief that, I think Fitz was at one point is obviously gone because uh, his sense of humor is gone. But um, yeah, Hunter, Hunter's a good a good addition. I, I really like him. Talbot Stash created a uh, a ship for Hunter and Morse. It's called Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna catch on. It doesn't have the ring to it. Like uh, no, it's pretty Skyward. awesome. Skyward. Uh, well, we'll see. It's pretty yeah. awesome. 
Um, so then I guess it, when we get to the, I guess we're at the the stinger, the 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 bit at the end, and we find Brian Van Holt, who comes in playing somebody unknown and mysterious, uh, and is tattooing the symbols onto himself, uh, which is pretty crazy because uh, he's basically got it all you know on his chest and his arms and stuff and he's actually guiding the tattoo artist uh to to make the impression to to write this thing on him which i believe he has a big part to play in not next week's episode but the week after uh where he comes into it so we don't know who he is at this point we've never seen him right no no okay and we no, know I, that the cree or the blue alien has the markings on him. Yes, as does the obelisk. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like another person that's going crazy over it, but then it would have to be another person with the with the Cree DNA. Yeah, or maybe it was one of the guys that they experimented on originally with Coulson, and he somehow got away, or they, you know, they thought he died and he didn't die, or yeah, um, hard to say. I thought for a minute. Like, you know, because there were three brothers, right? The ward had the older brother and the younger brother. Um, but Brian Van Holt is significantly older than um, uh, than Brett Dalton. So I don't think he's he's uh, young enough to play the younger brother. So I thought maybe that somehow, you know, he was connected that way. But, but it doesn't appear that that's the case. Now, is the obelisk, is the diviner or are those two different things? I think it's that's the, the name that the, yes. the German guys calling it. Oh, okay, because we had a we had a Facebook friend, um, unfortunately I don't have the page open, uh, to to say his name, but we had mentioned that we Googled the Diviner and couldn't come up with anything, and he Googled it, calling it the Diviner Shield, I think, which I don't know if that's how they mentioned it or if he knew of it that way, um, but it turns out that it was something that had to do with Inhumans. So it's all kind of coming together. And it makes a part of me is saying maybe they had to run out and do all of these announcements because, like, something's coming up on S.H.I.E.L.D. that is going to give things away. So they needed to do this now before that episode. You know, I'm sure they could have gotten around it, but that's one of the things that crossed my mind. Like, hey, if they have an episode coming up on S.H.I.E.L.D. that they've already, you know, they've already filmed and it has to go in order and it says something about Inhumans, then maybe they should go out and announce that that's coming up. Yeah, it was uh, DJ DJ Allen on our Facebook page. and Cool. He sent he sent us a message, or and I think you and he got into a back and forth, and he said he Googled Diviner and it, um, it came up as inhuman, uh, so he's thinking Sky is inhuman, possibly Crystal. I don't know that she's that prominent, um, especially with the movie announcement coming out. Um, but it's very possible she is inhuman. And um, we've been saying not to you know whatever we've been saying we've been thinking that Sky is inhuman since last season when they were talking about evolving and and all that sure. stuff. So hopefully we'll actually be right about something. That would be nice. So how about rating this episode? Um, I give it a three point five. 
I mean, it, it was good, uh, but not great. I mean, that's some some good moments, but overall, just kind of like a moving the moving the plot forward kind of episode. No major revelations really that came out of it. Um, you know, just a good good solid episode. Same for me, I'd say. Um, anything, I can't really add anything to to what Russell said. I mean, it it was just a good solid. It wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't very relative, relevatory about, you know, big time things, uh, but it was interesting enough. And I don't know if I mentioned it, but, uh, Adrian Palicki was in it also. So yeah, I'm gonna give it three and a half. I'm gonna go three six, just so I don't say three and a half like everybody else did. But I I did really yeah. like the action. Uh, I think Palicki's getting some good fights. I like the choreography with her and Hunter, with like the double leg sweep and stuff that went on there. And uh, like Russ said earlier, the May fight with the um with the bad guy with the chain and knife was cool. And, uh, you know, it's I really like the pace this season. They're not bogging it down with, like, exposition and stuff. It's moving along really nicely. Um, so I'll go 3-6 for this one. And we have a week off. We do. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything coming out in the next week on this 75th anniversary episode that's really going to, you know, add to anything that we haven't seen already. Um, or not, not enough to where it couldn't wait till the following week. So yeah, so no episode next week. Um, Enjoy uh, this supersized episode for two weeks. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we did get a little bit of an Agent Carter teaser uh, in, during one of the commercial breaks. Uh, so we actually got to see a little bit of footage from that show. Um, there, there was some more casting news and an official synopsis for Agent Carter, but I think maybe we'll save that till next week or uh, two weeks because I, I doubt we're gonna have any real news between now and then. I mean, the only thing I can think of is an official word on the casting of Doctor Strange, but uh, I, I think I think Marvel news has probably hit a saturation point at this at at this juncture. So uh, we'll we'll save the Agent Carter stuff for next time. Right. And for anybody interested, um, our Facebook page does have the phone video of all of this stuff that we talked about. It has the video of them revealing all the slides and the crowd going bananas. And uh, it has a really good video of the Kevin Feige Q&A after the uh, main part of the event, which has some really cool stuff in it. Some that we went over and some that I'm sure we left out or forgot. And uh, we also have the Agent Carter teaser trailer up in, uh, I think we have a high-def version. I saw one today. I think I, I'm pretty sure I posted it. So uh, check that out. Brad, you check it out also. I yeah. will. Facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Um, yes. And don't don't forget to leave us some iTunes reviews. We we It's been a little bit since we got an iTunes review. Uh, they definitely help us out, give the show exposure. Uh, especially in the mass of podcasts that are on iTunes. Uh, so that would be fantastic. Um, you can send us an email. Um, I did check in the email account. Definitely is working. Um, IAC at HHWLOD.com. Uh, we had a little bit of a, of a mix-up with the uh, email, but that's been fixed. Uh, you could leave us a voicemail uh, like Talbot's stash at uh, 972 798 3830 uh, just let us know that it's for it's all connected 
Check out hhwlod.com. That's the main podcast network's website for all the cool stuff that we have on the network. Uh, the recently returned uh, Half Hour Wasted with our very own Brad Milo uh, has a new episode up. Yes, I do. Thank you. Um, and I guess that's about it. Um, I guess MCU podcast or uh, on Twitter, it's MCU underscore podcast, correct? Yes. Yes. Sounds right. Uh, on Twitter. Um, also Talbot's stash. That's two S's. Uh, follow that on Twitter for all the cool Talbot stash tweetery. Um, and until two weeks from now, uh, where hopefully maybe we'll all be together. Ken was a bit under the weather this week, so he bowed out so i'm sure he'll have a lot to say about the news as well um you've been listening to it's all connected good night, good night.